Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education, stories that will hopefully encourage and remind you of the difference that you are making with the students and the adults that you serve. I am Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California, and joining me today, a return guest, and plus one, a return guest, the one and only Toby Price and his beautiful wife, Leah. Toby, how you doing, man? Hey, we're doing great. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I was, I was looking like, okay, you've been a guest on the podcast before a while ago. I had to like scroll back. It's <laughs> episode 50. Yeah. I mean, wow. we're on episode 94 and that was episode 50 where you and I had a cool chat about knowing our why. So if anyone listening, you haven't listened to episode 50, don't do it now. Don't hit stop here. Finish this one first, then go back and listen to episode 50. And today it's awesome because I don't get, I don't just get Toby to return, but I get you and your wife and we're going to have, I am so excited about the conversation that we're going to have, because as we were saying before I started recording, um, I think it's a necessary conversation that a lot of us, myself included, need to to kind of keep on the forefront of our mind. But before we jump into that, uh, if you two guys introduce yourselves, like who who are the prices? I'll do me. Okay, I'm Toby Price. Um, I'm an assistant principal at Gary Road Elementary. It's a pre-K through second grade school. Um, this is, I'm pushing 20 plus years now in education. Wow. Awesome. That's a lot. 20 plus years. And this is my lovely wife. I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Leah Price. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom. Um currently. <laughs> I have uh, been an educator off and on, um, on uh, basically worn a whole lot of hats off and on through the years, but um, I take care of our children. <clears throat> we have three children. We have uh, Addison, who is 18 years old. We have McCade, who's 17 years old, and Marley Kate, who is 14 years old. And I am their main primary caretaker. And I have been married to Mr. Price here for this July will be 20 years. 20 years. Congratulations. That's awesome. A, the big milestone coming up. That's yes. right. She's a patient woman. Very, yes. very, very patient. We live here in a very hot, balmy, humid central Mississippi. So um, <laughs> we, uh, we are, are very warm already, given just that it is um, halfway through May, and school is already out for us, yep. and so um, we are just counting the days until the, the pool opens, so there we go. Um, everyone needs to, to say a prayer for us. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, good for you for number one, 20 years. Congratulations a little Thank early you. on that, and uh already uh, getting your summer started. Congratulations. I know it's been a tough year for everybody uh, with with uh, the pandemic. So uh, excited about that. Hopefully, hopefully the pool will open soon for you. Um, <laughs> so so the title of this episode, like the, the topic, again, this is a, a topic that I've wanted to address for a while. Um, and I'm so glad that we're going to be able to do this. And, and, and the title of this is like how we say what we say matters. 
that that's kind of I think what the what we'll title this episode is how we say what we need to say when in education in terms of when we're reporting on student progress and things like that how we say that matters and it matters big time and I want to kind of open I want to share a quick story and then I kind of want to ask you to share kind of your experiences I'm going to go back to 1995 Literally the very first day of my credential, my teaching credential program, one of my block leaders, Dr. Andrea Guillaume, Andrea, if you're listening to this, thank you. I am the educator I am today, largely due to that early training and wisdom that you imparted on me. So thank you. But on literally the very first day, probably within the first 30 minutes of our first class, she shared a story of the time that she took her son and dropped him off at kindergarten for his very first day. And she shared how she dropped him off, which is always hard for parents, and then coming out and picking him up at the end of the day, she said that when she went to the teacher and you know how, hey, how did the day go type thing? She told us that the teacher told her first thing out of her mouth was, your son can't cut. He's not able, he can't use the scissors to cut a straight line. And this is what, 26 years ago? I vividly remember Andrea sharing that story with tears in her eyes and emotion in her voice because the first words out of her mouth and reporting on student progress, those words were, he can't do something. And that has resonated with me from that point on of how we say things, it matters. And again, we don't want to, there, and certain things need to be said. We're going to have to, to report on student progress. But I just remember that phrase that Andrew, he can't do something. Very first words out of her mouth. And that stuck with her. And for Andrea, years later, that's what she remembered. And she tried to impart on us future teachers, hey, guys, hey, gals, it matters how you phrase things. So I kind of wanted to use that story as the springboard the, the launch pad as educators, like Toby and I, you've, when we were voxing back and forth and direct messaging back and forth, I mean, the numbers of, I mean, you're over 20 years in education. I think this is my 25th year for me. The number of IEPs, SSTs, 504 meetings, parent conferences, report card comments, all, I mean, hundreds probably that we have sat in from the educator side of the spec uh, of the table, but there's also the parent side of that table, the ones who are reading the report card comments, who are on the other side hearing about progress of goals on an IEP or an SST or a 504, something like that. So, I would love to get you two to share some of your experiences, and let's start with the positive. I mean, like from whether it's a administrator side, Toby, or Leah from the parent side, and both of you have been on the parent side. Toby, you've been on the administrator side. Can you give some positive experiences of IEPs, SSTs, progress reports, report, uh, parent conferences, something like that, when the teachers, like the way they phrase things, have you just give it a thumbs up? Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me would be, um, I'll just say it's, it's Addison, we'll say Addison's current teacher. Addison's current teacher. Right away, 
the first thing he tried to do with us was build a relationship with us and with Addison. Mm-hmm. And that went over leaps and bounds with us because just to see him want to build a relationship with us and see him want to build a relationship with Addison, you, you take things better from folks like that than you would um, just somebody who just tries to read off a report or is going down a checklist for you. I'll let you put sound on it because you, you know, had a lot of meetings with him. Oh, yeah. Um, it, just the fact that he built a personal relationship with her and with us as a family, as, as people, as human beings, there's a, there's a personal relationship. I say, I say personal. I've said that three times now. There's a um, connection. Connection. There's an emotional connection there that, that he nurtured and on um, his part, not just on our part, um, that gave some sort of cushion there for when there was a need for him to give some sort of um, criticism or suggestion of a critique regarding her skills or anything, anything that needed to happen. But everything for the longest time in the beginning, we were so nervous because it was a new school. Mm-hmm. It was a high school that we were putting her at. Uh, we were scared to death. We knew he was a male no teacher. One. He was a Silly male males. teacher. <laughs> not about it. And Addison is a, um, is a, a severely affected by autism and, and primarily nonverbal. Um, she goes and she is supposed to come and, and boss me around. Um, and I know your birthday is July 10th. So we know, we know. We're going to get a birthday cake. We're going to get cookie a cookie cake. cake I promise. Okay. But he. So, go ahead. Um, anyway, the, the insecurities that I had of leaving my daughter with someone that I didn't know, um, just in the very first moments of that IEP meeting that we had, it was almost as if he had anticipated what I was going to be concerned about. Mm. Um, he also had reached out prior to this meeting and asked me, you know, do you have questions ahead of time? What can I find out for you before you get there? So that, that you're just, we're just not throwing you off into the deep end when you get there. What are questions you're going to have? Are there any concerns you have? Um, would you like to come and tour the building? Can I show you some things? Can I send pictures to Addison? I mean, you he, know, pictures of me, pictures he, of my assistants, the room. He had it like he had figured out how like, not only to talk to her to prepare her, but to prepare us yep. yes. just as much he, as preparing her. Before that first meeting, he convinced us that he was just as invested in Addison being successful as, as we, we were. are. Yes. Before we had even met him in person. Yes. Love and that it. made all the difference in yeah. the world. All the difference in the world. Um you know, it, it being, I mean, the man could have pretty much told me anything at that point, And I mm-hmm. would have, you know, I, I let my guard down. I let, mm-hmm. I was able to take down these walls and, you know, mm-hmm. we always made this joke before all those IEP meetings when the kids were younger. There was always this one certain Limp Biscuit song um, that Which we one? would listen to. Oh, was it, was it Breaks? Breaks? We'll call it Breaks Stuff. stuff. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's one of them days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That's what we would do to go into them, just like. <laughs> Pop yourself up. We could do this. We could do this. We, we got this. Because we'd have to fight. Gosh, I'm like, oh, we'd, we'd have, have to fight. To. We'd have to fight, so we'd have to get all psyched up. 
but no, not not have with, to be that way no. it doesn't have to mm-hmm. when when people don't approach you in this predatory like state yeah. like when they're when they approach you in a in an equal sort of way, when they make you feel well, like your child is a priority to them, yes. like it's like your child is a priority to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That's so. Well, and, and I try to tell I try to tell my teachers and anybody who will listen that you know the heart of what we do is a service industry. We provide a service, and it, part of that service is convincing parents that we are going to take care of and look out for their kids while they are with us during the day and, and no matter what whether it's the special needs parents or the ell parents i got to meet uh, elizabeth oh i'm sorry my new friend's uh, daddy the other day mi amiga she's wonderful but we have to convince them you know that our main number one goal is to make them know that we're going to take care of their kids and he does that wonderfully so does mccabe's teacher wow she's even more of the same if not more so same thing with her she I was we've been super, really blessed i'm she, she was a new. Um, yeah, we were very. She was nervous. a new hire. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not have. We didn't have a horrible year last year, but we didn't have the the best year that we could. It was, it was always. I, I keep telling myself it was all. We'll we've always had worse. We've always had worse. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but we had high. We had we had some hopes going into this. Yes. So. She, when she approached us, you know what? Can we go back one step further with her before she approached us? The principal told us how much we were going to like his new teacher this year. Like he uh-huh. came to us on his own. and like, you guys are just going to love her. Let me tell you a little bit about her. That, that goes a long way. Oh yeah. yeah. He actually, he yeah. actually like got invested in her too. Mm-hmm. That never, that very rarely happens. And, and that's crazy because if you think about the, the students that are going to be your liability students, the students that are going to be your lawsuit students, nine times out of 10, they're going to be your special education students. So why on earth are they not the ones that the administration are very, very highly invested in um, mm-hmm. the employees that are working directly with them. Why are you not highly invested mm-hmm. in them? Mm-hmm. Why are you not involved so directly in, in their everyday, everything with them? Because those are, you know, high risk and for, most for any kind of liability. Mm-hmm. Those are your most vulnerable students. Yep. And I mean, you know, it, it is a, it's a business. It's, it is education. It is, it is, you know, essentially a nonprofit, but it is still a business. Mm-hmm. There are still lawsuits that happen. There are budgets that are involved. There's a whole nine yards. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen what lawsuits can do to school districts, all of that, but it's, it's gotta be run as a smart business. That's yeah. just smart business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you know, the teachers, I tell teachers too, and principals can do this too. You call when there's nothing wrong, so it's a lot easier to make that call when there is something wrong. Yes. And, you know, the kids' teachers this year, they do a wonderful job at that. You know, they do a wonderful job. They'll call just because. If you, you know, as far as the administrators are concerned, mm-hmm. with the parents, if the parents are comfortable with the administrators also, too, there's, you're not going to be busting down the door mm-hmm. feeling like you got to fight because we've mm-hmm. been there before. We've well, been, and we've had that issue. Well, we and felt it's, like we were going to have to, you know, yeah. Put, Put, yeah. your, put your dukes up when you well, walk in the door. because I'm gonna In a previous year with the same principal, we had some concerns about something. We'll just say something yeah. just to keep mm-hmm. it cool. And 
you know, we in the past before, like I said, when it first happened, I was just like, all right, okay, this is how it's going to be. But when I, I went to the principal and explained to him, by the time I was done talking to him, I was, I was fine with the fact that I knew he was going to take care of it yeah. and it was going to be okay. I didn't have to worry about it anymore because he convinced me of that. Yeah. Just by the way he spoke to us. And it's not like we're best buddies in our relationship. We have, we have more than a, per, it's not a professional relationship because we know each other well. We went to similar um, grad programs and we knew each other for years Just going to passing. it. But in passing, yeah. but, but it's a, it's the kind of relationship where he's got me convinced where, you know what? I'm my kids with him. They're good. Yeah. I ain't got to work. You know, yeah. I ain't got to work. There's a level of safety that mm-hmm. I feel that's with them. Yep. And that's, that is a huge part of, of, all, of, I'm trying to think of how to say this. That's the most important thing to me is that when I leave them each day, or if I, when I let them, when I walk back in the house after I've let them get on that bus, I have to know that they're safe because they can't come home and tell me nope. such and such hurt me, such mm. this happened, this happened, this happened. They can't give me that accurate rundown of that. So I have to know that I have that relationship with everyone that has some sort of interaction with my child during those eight hours each day, those eight waking hours, because I mean, honestly, they spend more waking hours with my children than Mm -hmm. I. Yeah. I trust these people with these vulnerable children. Except on the weekends, these kids are up there. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But still. um, But it is, it's all about trusting. It's all about, about Mm -hmm. a level of safety for me. And, and, you know, yes, they, they do. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And I hate to say it, but you know, they, they do have to jump through more hoops than, than a lot of um, classical education, class, traditional classrooms um, are set up a lot of the times, but it, it is what it is. And even in the traditional settings, they, they, you know, you, you still have to, you still have to feel like your child is safe and that your child is being nurtured. And, um, you know, the way you approach things and the way you say things to parents will make all the difference in the world. Because even, you know, you know, what was it that we always say? You know, it was two positives and then a negative. Yeah, two positives and a negative. Yeah. You sandwich it. Yeah. Yeah. Always give them two minutes before. Um, well, and you got to feel like, you know, even on the bad phone calls and the bad, you know, when you have to share things that aren't exactly positive. You still want that person, parent, or someone to walk away feeling like that, you know what, they drove a new car off the lot. You know, they just got a really good deal from you, and they feel yeah. real comfortable and happy with it. And, you know, even because I'll call and say, hey, look, this is not what you're going to want to hear, but let me tell you what happened, and here's what I plan to do about it. Yeah, because you have game plan. Because you have that, you know, you have yeah, that relationship, and you have – negative. That, yeah, and, I have a, a and I have a positive thing, and you have a plan. You yeah. know, don't call them and – Don't just, tell just, – don't, don't just call and say, hey, you know what, let me tell you what he did today, and then stop talking. I mean, yes. Yeah. Like, hey, that's the worst. That's yeah. the worst. Don't, don't, because I mean, we've been in IAP meetings, especially when the kids were younger. Um, you know, Makeda is also significantly affected by autism, and um, they have come a really long way. Uh, we have, they have been in full time programs since they were both two. two. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're 17 and 18. They'll be both turn over 18 and 19 this summer. Um, too old. 
you know, we're old now. No, they are. Sorry. I'm not old. I'm fine. I think, you know, some of the things I remember from the past IEPs that weren't the best that I try not to, I try really hard not to replicate as an administrator now is that feeling of sitting on one side of the table and you're looking at 50 other people oh and gosh, you're by yes. yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. Cause I find myself when we used to do them in person way back in the day, that's so like, weird. I would, <laughs> I would put myself on the side of the table with them just because, you know, mm. they need to feel you, you don't need, if you don't have to have all those people there, you don't need all those people because it gets so overwhelming for that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as far as things, you know, too many people is one thing, but as an administrator, I've sat in meetings where this hasn't happened with my own kids, let's say. And um, I make sure as the administrator in the room, I know who the IEP is for. I have something to add to the conversation, even if it's just an anecdote or a story yeah. where I call them by name because it's, there's nothing worse than like I've gone in somewhere, I go into an IP meeting and the administrator will, they'll introduce them, they'll zoom and then they'll turn their camera off and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I, I get can, why you're here. We've, yeah. been, you, we've been in countless for our children. We're and, and give it, and you're, you're an educator, you're an mm-hmm. administrator mm-hmm. in the same school district that mm-hmm. you were in. Yeah. And the administrator just, sat down with his computer and just sat there and, and just, just, and, and, just like, and he was doing scheduling. I'm like, come on, buddy. Mm. No, we know each other. He was on the same planet. Wasn't even, and we were, you know, it, we had to stop him. Excuse me. Can you please sign the yeah. IEP? Yeah, and it like, doesn't. But it doesn't take much for an administrator to make a parent feel comfortable. It doesn't right. take much. Right. Doesn't you know, yeah. it, it's and I get it. I get it. You don't have to be in the ins and the outs of of all of it. But it, an IEP doesn't have to. Also, doesn't have to be three hours long if you've done <laughs> what you were supposed to on the front end where. And that was the, that's been some of the beauty of these new teachers that these newer teachers that, that we have really experienced. Um, it's kind of like we had this, it was the first half of, of our kids education. And then this back half that we have had, um, the first half being where you had to go in and, you know, put up your dukes and put your gloves on cause you're going to battle. And we were, and these were three hour long IEPs where we had to fight and we had to fight for what we wanted and you know, and it never should have come down to that. And then the second half was, okay, well, Ms. Price, I'm going to call you on this day, this day, and this day. And, um, can you, here are the goals that we've added and I want your input on these goals. Yes. Or do you have any goals that you want to add? Can you, what do you think about these goals? Um, what things do you believe he should learn? What things, you know, they actually had asked for my input. Hmm, That's crazy. That it's wasn't awesome. happening before. It and it doesn't always happen. You know, it doesn't always happen. There's still IEPs where you walk in and they lay out paperwork in front of you and are like, here's the goals. And 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 the parents are like, oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. And, and they've never seen them before in their life. It shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. You should be able to walk in and say, as per, as we've discussed or as mm-hmm. per discussed by us on blah, blah, blah. And it should be multiple occasions. It should have been already talked through. All it's going to take is a good review and sign the paperwork. Well, and it's cliche, but it, it's relationships again. It goes yeah. back to relationships. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's that. Well, that's nice. what, yeah. That is night and day. Yeah. It, you. It I, just, wow. It's just, that's, you know, keeps you from, 
from having to, you know, go home and, and, you know, cry yourself to sleep when you get, you know, if you, if you've never left, uh, you know, you're holding your breath till you get to the car, at least out in the parking lot before you burst into tears when you leave your kid's IEP. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible feeling. And it happened every single time for years and years and years. Yeah. You know, it feels like and it never really has. It doesn't have to be that way. It feels like mm-hmm. you're just being like beat up again and again and again. You sit in a room and somebody just repeatedly tells you everything that's wrong with your kid, like over and over. And you just have to hear mm-hmm. it again and again. It's like somebody just keeps punching well, you. And, and that's what we were talking about is, you know, for the longest time, like when we would go to those meetings, you know, they'd let us off every and she'll tell you because it still happens in different settings with us yeah. when they sit there and they go over all of that deficits and i just want to pound my head into yeah. the wall because i don't want to relive it all again i know it i get yeah. it you know and it's not that i, I understand you got to tell me some of it but you gotta i don't know it's just you can give me you know what how about like what is it what's that vegetable we had the other night really long one that i didn't think i would like asparagus i, I didn't think <laughs> i would like asparagus but how she prepared and served the asparagus it went down a little bit easier. You know, oh. that's the same thing with some of those critiques. Yeah, a lot of mine come back to food now. I must be hungry. But what a great analogy of the asparagus. That's... Because you may not like asparagus, but it's how it's served to you and get, how it's seasoned and given to you, I mean, it was good. It was really good. Mm. Well, and... It was really good. Yeah, I'm going to draw the line at Brussels sprouts there. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I, I jotted down as you guys were talking. I mean, the number of times that, re- I mean, if we were doing a Wordle, the number of times relationship was said. I mean, that you, I jotted down a few things. It's about the relationships. You said, Leah, that they built a relationship so that I felt safe leaving my kids with them. Because, like you said, like sometimes the students, they can't necessarily communicate clearly what's going on. So to be able to, to, to leave your kids safely, because I jotted down here, and I think this is really what it comes down to, and I think you'll agree with me. I, I know you'll agree with me. Your kids are your whole world. Mm-hmm. So when you're going into an IEP or a parent conference or an SS or anything like that, I think it's so important as the educators to remember that the person that you're talking about, that student is not a nine digit student number. It's Toby and Leah's world. And right now, if we've done 13 other IEPs this week, parent doesn't need to know that because right now you're talking about Addison or you're talking about McCann, you're talking about my kid right now. And that's the most, I mean, that's the most important thing. Um, they're not this, like when I introduced myself and I said, I, I'm a stay at home parent. I, I can't, I hate saying that because, and I've said this a thousand times, my, my family, my kids are my career. Yeah. My kids are my job. Absolutely. It's raising my children and making and advocating for my children and making sure that my children get the medical care that they have needed all these years, the education that they have needed, the, you know, the, the, the even the paperwork, the social security benefits that, you know, I mean, it, all of it, it's insane. It's a job. It's a job. You're just, you're just not being paid. It is a full-time plus overtime job. You're just not getting paid. That's my career. That's yep. my job. And so 
you know, it's so much more than saying, you know, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home parent and, and I am their caregiver and there's so much to it. And IEPs and their education is a huge part of it. So when I walk in there, when I go in there, I am prepared. I, I take like that, that very seriously. I really, mm -hmm. re it is like a big that's presentation like, for like, me. I have researched and everything. And sadly, it's like your mecca or your yeah, conference Yeah, it is. That you it go is. To. There's mm -hmm. going to be just as many, but there's, there are going to be parents like me, but there's going to be just as many that aren't. Yeah. And the sad thing is a lot of the time that, that gets taken advantage of and yeah. those children don't get the better end well, of that and too. And, and there should be no difference. Those children should get the same benefit from the, from the educator side of it. They should be, you know, Mm -hmm. that should be well, treated that's the what, same that's what you know a lot of my decisions throughout the, my entire day i base off of that like we have a young man that comes to our building right now that is not enrolled in our building because he's 15 he's very severe and they've been trying to do his alternate assessment with him he's a homebound student and the other day they couldn't get him to leave the building um it's really pretty autistic um they couldn't get him to leave and they're like well, mr price you don't have to go down there and i'm like because he's not really ours and there was another behavior specialist and a, a, this person i said like, yeah but yeah, I do. Yeah. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, because you know what? Because that could be that could be my kid. Because that's my, it could be my kid. Exactly. Yeah. That could be mine. And you know what? I have just a duty to try. He may listen to me. He may not. I may get, you know, I may get something thrown in my face, but I have to try because I would want somebody to try with mine. I, I just, I just think that if, if we, if we keep that in mind and because we do have dozens and dozens of meetings and when you're reporting on student progress on an, on assessments and stuff like that, it can be easy to get hyper laser focused mm -hmm. on the numbers, mm -hmm. but we have to not get so, so close to it that we forget. This mm -hmm. is a child. This yeah. is a, this is, this is moms and dads, mom or dad, the whole world right now. Mm -hmm. Um, that, I mean, I just think, again, I keep coming back to relationships. And there's an emotional component to it that, that you know, you you have to, the teachers have, educators, educators, excuse me, the school has to take into, you yeah. know, you have to take that into, into, consideration. into consideration. Like you'll even, sometimes you'll call me and be like, Leah, this mom is freaking, and I'll be like, honey, she's either, she's in denial. You're mm. not, you, you're, you're seeing it from the school side of it. I need mm. you to, you got to back up for and a second and see side. it from the dad's side for yeah. just a second. She's in denial. Yeah. She's in, she's, in, you know, back up a second and look at it differently. And then you, y'all can approach it from that perspective and, and try to give her some support to oh. help her yep. get through this. Um, because helps. I guarantee you, she's not getting any support or help anywhere, other, any other way, no. which is why she's stuck in this, in this phase, yeah. because it is, there's a, there's an entire wealth of, of psychological phases that you go through when you, when you have these children that, that need these types of, of services. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just, the emotional component, like you said, and Toby, I, I liked how you said earlier to get a to get a, a laundry list of the areas in which the student struggles, the child struggles. Which, again, like you said, there's a place for that. I mean, but you already you said I already know, 
And I don't want to come out of a meeting being beaten over the head with all of the deficits, the struggles, the areas of growth. Is there, is there the positives in there, in there as well? Yeah. Um, So without, and again, I, I, again, you have shared, I mean, we, I could hit stop right now. (laughs) You've already shared tons of nuggets, but I mean, I, is there any, Without, we want to keep confidentiality. And, we, and again, the purpose of this is not to throw anybody under the bus. The purpose right. is as we're, as, as a teacher, an administrator who's listening to this, is there a way that we can grow as educators that we can make, you said safety, we can make the mom, the dad, the, the, the guardian feel safer about it. Is there any phrase, any Anything that you would say, hey, teachers, don't do this. <laughs> like you've already talked on a couple, but any, anything that just makes you cringe or like, oh, like you said, Leah, that makes you want to go to the car and burst into tears. If it was my child or if it was my kid, mm. I, that, I hate Ooh. that. Uh-huh. Because if you don't have a special child or if you don't have a child that needs those services, you don't get to, t- you don't, you don't know what you would do. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, we had that, we had, we an, had, that a lot. We had an, an administrator that, um, that was, uh, your Dolores Umbridge is what we call her. <laughs> she, who, she, I get the reference. <laughs> I get the reference. I just said her name because that's how much I associated <laughs> to her. I'm like, because that's what, but, but yeah, yeah. She would say that. She it would was, say that. Well, if it was my child, yeah, um, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't stand that. Uh, I was never a fan of that, you know, because if you don't know what they're going, and gosh, it's, it goes to, you know what I want to tell educators is, um, what is it, um, show that I watched, Ted Lasso, Great line from Ted Lasso that I, I could want to apply to all so many things that happen with my school. Be curious, not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Be curious, not judgmental. Somebody comes to an IEP and they're acting like a weirdo for what, you know what, be curious. Try to figure out why. Yeah. Because I promise you, and there's some days when I don't return a call, a tweet, or a text because I'm fried and spent sure. after, you know, after some of the things we go through here. And those parents got probably go through it too. So, you know, be, be curious, not judgmental when they, maybe they don't show up right away or they don't show up on time or maybe if they have to reschedule or if you think they're being a little spacey and didn't respond very much because hi, Addie. She wants to see you. She wants to see you. <laughs> hi, Addison. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. Hi. All right. But, you know, be curious, not judgmental, because there's always, you know, we say there's a reason for every kid's behavior. There is for parents, too. Oh, sure. There's a reason for every parent behavior. Absolutely. So, With, curious, well, the the wisdom of wisdom from Ted Lasso. Again, you're the one who recommended that show to me, uh, Toby, and, and it was it was it was awesome. Yeah, I I some of the things that, like you said, the if it was my child, the words that for me that my recommendation is going back to Andrea, the story that I opened with the words mm-hmm. can't there's, there's a difference between phrasing again, if a chew, what I'm not saying is sugarcoat or not say what needs to be said, because I mean, sometimes we have to report on progress, but I think there's a big difference between using the word can't, he can't do this versus final right, right yeah. now. He's having a difficult time 
with blank. There's a huge difference between he can't and right now he's having a hard time here. And my assistant principal, Cassie Caldwell, shout out to Cassie. She, she's get, she does a great job of, and then if you cover that, you follow it up immediately with, and here's what we're going to do to help. The game plan. Yes, it's not. It, so if, if he's having a hard time using punctuation. We have a relationship. You can tell me all day long about what the deficits are. But you've got to tell me what your plan is yeah. to work on it. Yeah. It's like me. I tell everybody I've always got 12% of a plan. <laughs> what is it? Oh, well, I figure out most of it. But I got to. Oh, yeah, we got a plan and we're going to work on it right exactly. now. Exactly. He, he's having a he's right now. He's having a hard time doing this. But here's what we've implemented. Here's what we're doing to help him or her get toward mastery in that skill area. And it kind of goes back to my second thing that I jotted down is using the word is versus like that currently performing. Cause I know that if you sat in there when you're going over scores and you know that, so you look at 85 to 115 for like, those are the, the standard deviation in terms of the average range. One of the things that I think we have to be real careful with is, is I have heard any, if, if someone so scores at a 93, for example, to say, Oh, he's solidly average. It, it, it's because there's a difference between he is a score, he is a number versus on this particular assessment at this particular time, this is how he or she scored. Yep. And I think because right now it's like um, going back to the kid is the child is the parent's whole world. Yep. Um, you may not necessarily want to hear that my, my kid is average. Yeah. Or be, oh, and much less solidly average well, like because it's like, what about, what about all the strengths that they have? So to say, Hey, yeah. he's solidly average that it's like, not only is he average, he's solidly average. He's solidly mediocre, which is, which isn't what they're intending. But, but I just, it, I just think the wording that we use is so, so important. That, that negativity too it comes sometimes it comes in in sneaky ways too like i always hated the, the kids would get you know their their folder would come home every day and it would be you know green red blue yellow all these mm -hmm. different colors or whatever and it was always you know very very rarely it was ever green but it was always everything that they did wrong it was like yeah. this laundry list of everything they did wrong nobody ever told me anything they ever did good they had to mm -hmm. Something good. I mean, like this is the entire day. You're telling me they did nothing good at all. Mm -hmm. They did yeah. nothing positive. Mm -hmm. The whole we're not, thing is for pot. I mean, yeah. come on. We're not looking hard enough. If I mean, if, exactly. if you can't find anything positive, we're not looking hard enough. You no. even if you know, did she say anything? Does she make any sound whatsoever? Does she do anything that I could try to talk to her about that we could expound on when she gets home? Anything at all? You know, I mean, it's okay. You can tell me that she, you know, threw some crayons across the room. If you need to tell me that, that's fine. But also tell me that she said the word ball because that's huge. Yeah. Because we need to talk about the ball when we get home. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the silly stuff like that, don't let the behaviors overshadow the, the goals that you're working towards. Yeah. yeah. Going back to what you said, Toby, about the asparagus. 
if you have, I mean, if, if you're having to, to communicate something that's not as positive, which sometimes it's, we have to do that, but can you cover it with, can you prepare it? Like you said, in a way that it's going to go down a lot easier. I mean, I was thinking I was taking my walk this morning and I was thinking about our conversation and it's the times when I have to call a parent about a poor choice that the student made, but even things like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. He made a mistake, but you know what? He owned it. He was proud. He, he, he didn't lie. He didn't make excuses. He wasn't blaming somebody else. He owned it. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the decision he made, but doggone it, I was so proud of him the way he owned it. Yeah. Now the parent can say, hey, yeah, he screwed up on this thing, but got integrity. But there was integrity that went along with it. And that's a big that's a big deal. That's a huge, mm-hmm. that's a huge I thing. I did the same thing the other day. I had one of my friends who hadn't been written up since October. And he did something he shouldn't have done on the bus and wrote him up and there's like two days left. And I was like, man, I don't want to take him off the bus. He's getting his most improved behavior award and his grade the next day. And I said, you know what? I said, long story, him and I talked, we can talk about whether or not you did or didn't do this. I said, but one thing you did do, you're ugly to your bus driver. I said, and we need to fix that because I really like her a lot. So what can we do to fix that? He said, I think I need to go and tell her I'm sorry that it happened the way it happened this morning. And I shouldn't have said what I said to her. And I went out later on that day and found out that exactly what he did he went up to her on his own and told her you know that I, I he told her that i'm sorry that i fussed at you and i shouldn't have been doing what i did that morning and i'm sorry and i'm just like that's wonderful the second grade that's yeah. i'm so proud yeah you went and made it right that's what yeah. you're supposed to do well i just i'm just i mean to to wrap it up i'm for anyone listening what i'm hearing the words that have been said the most is relationships don't forget the positives in terms, because they're, I mean, there may be areas of struggle. There may be areas of growth. They're going to be areas of growth, but don't forget about the positives. And we're recording this. I mean, you guys are done with school. I got two weeks left. So we're recording this as, and many who may be listening to this as you're starting to do report card comments. So maybe it's not an IEP that you're talking about right now, but you're getting ready to fill out the report cards. So anyone, any teachers listening, as you're filling these out right now, don't forget about what Toby and Leah have discussed here and what the, some of the, the nuggets that they've dropped is don't forget about the positives. And when you have to communicate, because again, some things need to be said, yep. but the way you say that, yep. how you word it, it's not is mm-hmm. necessarily because is is permanent. Oh, like if he, I mean, is is a that's that that goes against the growth mindset, and ev- is is permanent. It's it's can you word it in a way? Because remember, and I always I'll, I'll close with this. Would and I've told this to our teachers. If you were the parent, would you want to read what you wrote? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you were in the IEP and you're the parent, do you want to hear what you just said? And I just think if we can do everything through that filter, through those lenses of, did I, now I just wrote it, read it again, but now read it as if Mrs. Smith reading about Johnny, read it now. You're the parent. Are you going to be okay with that? Yep. And if not, all right, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's wordsmith it a little bit because again, I'm not advocating line (laughs) i'm not advocating making stuff up but but there's there there's there's a way there's a way to communicate areas of growth in a way that is 
professional. What like, um, what is it? When when Pee Wee Herman's bike got stolen, everywhere he looked, what did he see? Everybody's bikes. Everybody's bikes. If you go into it and you're looking for something good, you'll find some good. Yes. You have to be searching for it and you have to actually look for the good. And if you look for the bad, guess what? You're going to find that too. Yeah. But if you look for the good, you can find some good in everybody. Amen. And be- because like you said, for, for so, for some of our students, going back to what you'd said, they know about the, they know about the, the bad. They know about the negative. They know about the struggles. So, and it, are they expecting you to say that? Surprise them with something that maybe they're not expecting. Um, again, maybe, and maybe it's as simple as, hey, when he did this, he owned it. Yep. He was, I mean, he apologized on his own. I was so proud of him for doing that. You can, you can flip something and, and make it positive. So, well, Toby and Leah, um, this is not disappointed. <laughs> I really, really appreciate you two sharing just transparently openly and honestly, I, I really, I mean, I've, I've learned from listening to this and I really hope for anyone listening, again, the purpose of this is I've never met somebody, I've never met a teacher who intentionally goes into meetings trying to make a student or to make a parent feel bad. Of course not. I mean, like that, that's just, we don't hire those kinds of people, right? I mean, we've got good people who work for us. I've never met someone who intentionally tries to do that. However, is it possible that I'm unintentionally saying something that is triggering? Like you said, well, if it was my kid, if I'm not aware that that's a, something I shouldn't be saying, <laughs> now, I, now I am. And if, if I've been guilty of, of saying like the, you're solidly average mm-hmm. or solid, because again, in, in, I've got two kids and every kid, look, those are my babies. Those are my babies. And, 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 and even though we know our babies aren't perfect and they've got areas for growth, those are my babies. And I want you to tell me what's great about my baby mm-hmm. and cover, cover, the, cover the areas of growth with what is great. And it can be done for every single, every single student. So I agree. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, you two. I really appreciate it. And uh, this is the this is the point in an episode where I have the guest like tell us where they can find you on social media. Toby, I'll, I'll start with you. I don't know if Lee, if you're on social media, but Lee or Toby, where where can we find you on social media? Um, you know, the easiest place to find me is on Twitter um, at Jedi Pad Master on Twitter. And awesome. I am on there too, but all I- right. Yes, it's at, it? her, her Twitter handle is at mom versus autism That's um, it. That's on it. Twitter. Is that mom yeah. versus autism on Twitter? I love it. And my social media manager mm-hmm. here. She's my social media filter. So there we good. go. Well, and, and I got to tell it for anyone listening, if you haven't already, if you're not following Toby, he's, he is a great follow. I've learned so much. I, I it's, it's, this is one of those, those beauties of social media. Cause Toby, we've never made, been in the same room together. We've never been in the same state at the same time, to my knowledge. But this is the first time we're we're seeing each other, like on a video call that we're recording this on. But I feel like I've known you for years. It is been, and I, it's been a while. Yeah. It's it's been a while, and I I love I love the joke of the day. Oh, with, thanks. With McCade, I, I'm I've 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 used so many of those on my Friday flag assemblies. And stuff like that. So I just keep doing that, man. You're you're providing a bunch a of, of smiles to the world through through that. And uh, tell McCade, th- 
thumbs up from from me because I think you're doing a great job. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brent. You got it, Leah. Thank you again, Toby. Thanks again. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like you to get your podcast, Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or on my website at brentcoley.com. And until next time, have a good one.